Thank you again for, for the two of you for, for doing that. Uh, I love when we have somebody who are that passionate about this to do this for us. What? What, you don't know Jacob DeGrand's career uh, innings pitched off the top of your head? <laughs> I do know Bill Madlock's uh, 1981 baseball app batting average, but yes. Only for my old baseball card collection and whatnot. Uh, I, I, was, I was more in on Ben Ogilvy in 1985. So I um, probably got that damn fucking Milwaukee Brewers card somewhere. I, I definitely do. I saw. I found it. The it, we had a flood in my basement last February, and a lot of my baseball cards got wet. And that was one of the ones that survived unmolested. So there you go. Did Ogilvy win in a home run title? I can't remember. I don't remember either. I think it, I think it was pretty close. Uh, but we we got to have a little bit of fun because you and I, we are going to go on a deep dive in our first ever merger of the good, the bad, the ugly, and the elevator because yeah, they're, they're the same thing. So Here's uh, how fucking messed up it is, though. I was thinking about this, that us talking about dead people before that is better. <laughs> I'm not even... I'm not even wrong, but anyway, uh, who have we lost in the past week uh, or uh, that we haven't missed? I know a massive name, but I mean, yeah, all, all of a sudden, all of my uh, links are reloading. What is going on here? Yeah. Hold on a second. Just when I need them. Uh, hold on. I'm going to close and reopen and see if that helps. Okay. Uh, uh, so I, I can give one I know that you're going to be talking about if you want. Yeah. Okay. Forward. Uh, so I don't know if this is going to be one of the biggest names you're going to you were going to talk about, uh, someone who had a number one hit and a few other things in the seventies. I actually thought she was she passed away, but some time ago. But that's not the case. Uh, Melanie, I've got a brand uh, brand new key. Uh, I figured that was somebody that you were going to be talking about. Uh, <laughs> not necessarily a rock and roll hall of famer, but somebody who was very critical. Or not, I don't know critical, but a, a bit of a soundtrack in the early 70s. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Somebody who I was talking about, if I could just get this to restore. There we go. Yeah, uh, yeah Melanie, uh, I, had, I was like, oh, yeah, my goodness, Melanie died. I was like, when was the last time I thought about Melanie? Um, but hold on, I got everything oh, back up. So, uh, it's so true. Uh, for those who might be uh, fans of the film Boogie Nights, that's sort of mm -hmm. like Roller Girl was sort of like uh, like doing a bit of that. Uh, that was a song that we looked at on how the hell did this go to number one? Because mm -hmm. uh, that one did. Uh, my favorite song by her was Lay Down, like a, a bit of a protest song. Everything mm -hmm. else she did was sort of like goofy to me, but. Yeah, uh, Lay Down, Candles in the Rain. That was yeah, about, yeah. Uh, about Woodstock. Or performing at Woodstock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but she uh, she was active from 67 through this year, um, they said. So, but she was uh, 76 years old when she passed. Um, I don't, do you know what she passed of? I didn't see that. No, I, I didn't look. Um, but yeah, she had, hold on one second. I guess all your tabs are back up, so. All my tabs are back up. Yeah, I was looking for how many. Uh, top 40 hits she had. Uh, yeah, Lay Down Candles in the Rain was number one in Canada. So there you go. Huh. In the Netherlands. 
Um, Randu Keys are only number one here in the U.S., but she also hit the top 40 with uh, Lay Down, um, The Nickel Song, uh, Ring the Living Bell, uh, Bitter Bad, and I saw I saw one more. But and also I I remember her version of uh, Goodbye Ruby Tuesday, the uh, oh the Rolling song. She had a really good version of that that I uh, I gotta check that out. I, 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 my, I, I bet you would have known my Pandora time. Okay. I have I have, I have like a seventies song writers thing, and she that song will pop up from time to time on that thing. I have a Melanie was seventy six. Okay. Um. Okay. Here, does everything is loading a little bit at a time. Uh, do you remember Cotton Eye Joe? Yeah. You know where he went, came from, or where he went. <laughs> Yeah, um, we're talking about the original singer, I guess. No, we're we're talking about rednecks. Uh, the singer Anders Anders Sandberg, um, uh, passed away at the age of fifty five. I don't actually think he was a singer of Cotton Eye Joe. Did he die on. of rap? Uh, I'm sorry, sorry, I hate that song. That, that I, that's very bad on my part. So when I die, please somebody sort of like do something great with that and. Evan will laugh and I'll be sort of happy going. There you go. Well, a Andrew Sandberg, who went by Dagger uh, with the group, uh, passed away at the age of 55. Ugh, um, I, hate, I hate that band. <laughs> I don't want you dead, though. I just want to make that very clear. Partic particularly at only the age of 55. Um, some yeah, of these I'm are still. We're going to be 52. Yeah, some of these are still loading. Oh my God, why is this taking so long? What happened here? Uh, um, well, it takes a while. I mean, like we got a massive second half. So, so I'll get the ones that have loaded here. So we have right. three people from the uh, from the beige mistress. As you know, my my world conspiracy that there is a serial killer who only kills Hungarian athletes. Our world wow. conspiracy. So I'm the one who noticed, but it, it was a it was a group thing together. It seemed real weird. So it's to the Black Widow. It's a beige mistress. Irving, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, a Hungarian cyclist, uh, member of the 1980 Olympic team, passed away at the age of 68. Um, Janos Vesteria Balach or Balo. Ice hockey player, played for the national team in 1964, passed away at the age of 85. And uh, Magda Palanyi, who was uh, competed in the 1972 Olympics in the javelin throw, passed away at the age of 78. You say they died of old age, I say there's a serial killer. Or we mm -hmm. say there's a serial killer. Uh, an interesting one for music, actually a very big name in music that probably means nothing to you. Okay. Uh, Peter Shakelli passed away at the age of 88. Um, you may know him best by his uh, his pseudonym, but if you didn't grow up playing piano, he may not mean anything to you. Okay. Uh, he had the fictional name of PDQ Bach. He was a satirist on the piano. Uh, I played one of his songs at a concert once. I had to woof in the middle, and at one point I had to bring my hands all the way up at the top and then underneath the piano all the way back down as part of the music. He was a weird, it was weird and wonderful and kind of crazy music. They had the sheet music across in front of you 
it's one of those things like if you like Victor Borga, uh, who was a music, you know, comedian from back in the day, uh, Peter Shakelli was kind of another one of those. If, if you give me a me weird out of piano manuscript music, that was who Peter Shakelli and PDQ Bach were. Um, yeah. but he passed age of 80. Like I said, really big for people who know. I doubt that he's somebody who made much, uh, made much with you. Um, do you want to uh, put this uh, put this out there? Lynn Marta passed away. Uh, David Soul passed away last week. Mm -hmm. uh, David Soul and Lynn Marta were had an open relationship together for years. Oh. Um, so she just she just passed away shortly after. She was a whole bunch of movies. Uh, and of course, was uh, probably best known as Lulu Warnaker in Footloose. Uh, if you remember huh. that, um, she was also in Chips, uh, but she passed away at the age of seventy-eight. Um, also, here's here's a name from old TV who passed away. You ready? Joyce Randolph passed away at the age of ninety-nine. Yeah, who, Do you know who Joyce Randolph was? Nope. Trixie Norton from the Jackie Gleason show. Never seen yeah. it. Oh, you know, so Jackie Gleason as Ralph crammed him, and his wife was Alice. Was on. Well, I, I know the Honeymooners. Wasn't Trixie part of the Honeymooners? Sorry, the Honeymooners. She started on the. Sorry, okay, well, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. So she was Ed Norton, uh, Ed Norton's uh, wife. So our uh, yeah, wife. Yeah. yeah, I know that. I had absolutely no idea she was still alive, uh, but she passed away Good at the age. You. 99. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Some of these things are coming back now. There we go. Uh, we've lost yet another member of the Funkadelic. Uh, Tall Ross, rhythm guitarist from 68 to 71, played on their first three albums. Uh, left the band in 71 because he got messed up by LSD so badly it gave him brain damage. Um, that checks to... out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he passed away at the age of 75. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, also passed away. Uh, we're a little bit all over the place because stuff is just loading up here. Uh, you ever, you watch much Seinfeld? Oh, yeah. Remember Crazy Joe Davola? Oh, yes, I do. Oh, he's dead? Peter Crombie passed away at the age of 71. Oh, man, no. Yeah, it said after a brief illness. Mm. Um, it's funny because the actual producer of the show was named Joe Devola, and they decided to name a name that's a character awesome. after him because they loved his name so much. It was fun oh, to say. That's great. That's they, great. Let's have some fun with this him. because, like, we got some shit to talk about later. But yeah, yeah. Um, all right, some of these are learning. They're they're working on it. Yeah. Um, uh. From basketball, I'm just going through what's loaded. Uh, mm -hmm. Coach of of the uh, uh, one of the assistant coaches for the uh, Golden State Warriors, uh, Dejan Milojevic, uh, passed away at the age of only 46 of a heart attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That hit uh, Jokic, uh, Nikola Jokic, Jokic uh, pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. At 48, like that, do we know how he passed or like suddenly? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had a heart attack from what I've seen. Oh, okay, um, three, three time league MVP in the ABA, which is the old, 
like all the former Yugoslav republics sort of have a league together. So yeah, he was yeah. a three of that, two-time leader of the Adriatic League, um, three-time champion uh, over there, won the Yugoslav Cup, uh, head coach of the Montalegre League champions in 2021, um, NBA champion as assistant coach with the Warriors team in 2022. Uh, but yeah, he passed away at the age of only 46. He, he retired in 2009. Yeah, like Yugoslavia. Like, my God, like, what a... Yeah. I mean, it's, just if you just saw them together, like how good they would be on the international stage in basically every sport. Because like uh, Slovenia, yeah. Slovenia, Croatia, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Serbia have all qualified for the World Cup on their own. And North Macedonia has made the European Cup on its own. I've like, always wondered that about the UK. Mm. In terms of soccer. Interesting, yeah. Very possible. So... All right, all, all my things have loaded here, so I'll finish this up. Uh, one of the great directors of all time, Norman Jewison, passed away yep. at the age of 97, um, did uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, The Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming. Have you ever seen that one? So many years ago, I got to see it again because it seems so more relevant. Yeah, but that yes. movie is hilarious yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Merkin, who recently passed away last year was amazing in that movie if you haven't seen that movie anyone's listening it's about a russian submarine that surfaces off the coast of maine and uh down the down mainers who i knew many of them growing up uh it, it's chaos and it's fantastic and alan arkin gets to be the star which is awesome also directed in the heat of the night uh the original thomas crown affair uh rollerball Oh, um, 75 rollerball. Yep, 75 rollerball. Yeah, okay. uh, Moonstruck, yeah. A Soldier's Story, Other People's Money, um, The Hurricane. Mm -hmm. uh, did a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, uh, but yeah, he passed away at the age of 97. It's a pretty good run. Um, we lost, uh, also passed away, Harry Connick Sr. passed away. Oh. Harry Jr.'s dad passed away at the age of 97. Uh, spent his most of his life as the district attorney for Orleans Parish down in Louisiana. But I just wanted to point that out. He was 97 years old. Okay. Um, uh, from wrestling, we lost a couple people. Uh, Francisco Siazzo uh, with the National Wrestling Alliance Deep South Wrestling and brief appearances in WWE and TNA. Uh, he passed away at the age of 48. Um, I love that. There's a documentary about him called Journeyman that came out in 2019. Yeah. Um, also, Ice Train. Yeah. Uh, from World Wrestling. Yeah, I, I saw that. I barely remember him from a brief run in WCW, but yeah. Yeah, so he was he was only 56 when he passed. Yeah, yeah he was pretty young. Uh, yeah. Um, the the uh, record producer who gave us both Boney M and Millie Vanilli. Frankie Farian. Frankie Farian passed away at the age of 82. Also, No Mercy, the Latin pop band, No Mercy. Yeah. Um, no, that, that one's a pretty big one. Uh, before we added Brad, uh, Andrew and I, we looked at that as our, like, how the hell did this go number one? Uh, but that, that's when we were looking at Millie Vanilli. 
not necessarily what he did for Boney M and Frankie Farian, uh for those, if you ever heard Boney M, just the, that deep male voice and you're thinking, that's a black guy with a, w- w-. no, it was Frankie Farian. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's funny because Boney M I think is more popular now than it's, he's been just that song Rasputin has, is, uh, Ar- is Ar- Ar- Ras- more popular. Yeah. yeah. Just because of the, it was so hard on that stance and it became a meme and everybody trying to do it. Um, yeah. But no, uh, I, I remember this in my uncle's wedding as a little eight year old to the DJ, play Rasputin. I remember this, like one of my early memories. And it's sort of crazy as I learned. Wait a minute. This guy didn't do the voice. It was somebody who looked like my uncle. Because <laughs> literally, that's what he looks like. He looks like one of my uncles. Looks like fucking me at this point, right? So, but yeah, uh, Frankie Ferry had had a huge career as a producer. And I remember reading something like that when Millie Vanilli sort of like got exposed. You went like, what? Huh? Yeah. What were you thinking? And then, and then he went from Millie Vanilli to create La Bouche. Na, so, na, 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 na. But yeah. La Bouche and Le Click, which is not as big. And then, of course, No Mercy. Also did one of Meatloaf's albums uh, back with uh, Blind Before I Stop. He produced that one as well. I did not so, know that. Okay, yeah. Uh, but anyway, he, he passed away at the age of 82. Mm-hmm. Uh, sticking with music, since we're here... Um, uh, Marlena Marlena Shaw passed away at the age of 81, um, probably best known for uh, Mercy, Mercy, Mercy back in 1967, but also had hits, uh, look, the theme from Looking for Mr. Goodbar, uh, Don't Ask to Stay Until Tomorrow. Uh, she had Better Than Walking Out, a few other hits, uh, but she was 81 years old. A long time old. ago, yeah, when you say Mr. Goodbar, but yeah. Now it's 1978, that movie. Also, one of the um, Shangri-Las passed away, Mary Weiss. Oh, man. Uh, I love that band. Passed away at the age of 75. Their hit, of course, the leader of the pack, went to number one. Um, and uh, the hot charts, 19, 1964. Um, and she disappeared shortly thereafter uh, for 30 years. She released her first solo album in 2007. But she was only 16 when leader of the pack came. So one of the so, original uh, members of, the, of that group. One of the original members of the Shangri-Las, yeah. So Weiss, so Mary Weiss and her sister Betty were friends with Marianne and Margie Ganser and the four of them four uh, of them. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Okay, it's all been that, that four, the, the, their four, the Shangri-Las are two, or four women. So uh, four, two sets of sisters. So, um, but yeah, so she was only 75 or she was 75. Uh, from um, Olympic stuff, Sean A.C. Barber, who is a Canadian track field athlete who was actually born in Las Cruces, New Mexico, uh, won gold at the World Championships uh, and at the Pan Am Games, uh, passed away at only the age of 29. What happened? Um, I don't mm. yeah, he won. He won the 2015 World Championships in the pole vault. And yeah, he passed away at the age of 29. So, um, yeah. 
uh, also passing away of much older age, uh, Lance Larson, the American swimmer, uh, passed away at the age of 83, won a gold medal in the 4x100 uh, medley and a silver in the 100-meter freestyle at the Rome Olympics in 1960. So um, we have that. Um, from hockey, uh, Glenn Cochran, who played for the Philadelphia Flyers, Vancouver Canucks, uh, Chicago Blackhawks, and Edmonton Oilers from 78 to 89, uh, passed away at the age of 65, uh, passed away from cancer at the age of 65. Um, only a few more here. A uh, couple outside of sort of our realm a little bit. Hold on. Oh, yeah. So Ronald Powell also passed away. Uh, All-American... At actually, at uh, one of the best players actually recently for Army. I uh, was drafted in 2014, uh, NFL draft in the fifth round, uh, but he passed away at only the age of 32. Um, so we had a few young people passing away this year. Yeah, so uh, early. Yeah. Um, uh, here's one I had to bring up Herbert Lee Coward passed away at the age of 85. What is Herbert Lee Coward's? Most famous line in, in uh, movie history. Who farted? I don't know. I've never heard of this guy. Squeal for me. Squeal. He was uh, the, one of the two backwards guys from uh, Deliverance. Um, oh, Jesus. I never would have got that. Okay. He passed away at the age of 85. Mm -hmm. uh, Nicholas Worth passed away. The guy who created Pascal, the coding language. Um. Oh, he, he passed away at the age of 89. Okay. Um, so he won the Turing Award, which is the highest distinction you can get in computer science. Um, oh. And then the two, the two biggest names that we haven't done yet, um, Jack Burks Jr., uh, World Golf Hall of Famer, um, uh, won the Masters in 1956 and the PGA Championship the same year. Uh, he's been a World Golf Hall of Fame member since 2000. Uh, World uh, Lifetime Achievement Award 2000, 2003 Player of the Year in 56, the Varden Trophy in 52, which is a top amateur, which I only know because of our other project. Uh, he passed away at the age of 100 years old. Um, and then I'd say the biggest name for an athlete outside of this that who we didn't talk about last week, uh, Norm Sneed. We didn't talk about Norm Sneed last week, did we? Did not, no. Not big yes. name. Norm Sneed quarterback for the Redskins, Eagles, Vikings, Giants, and 49ers. From his career started in 61, ended in 76. Four-time Pro Bowler, uh, two-time uh, All-ACC. Um, his numbers retired to Wake Forest, led the NFL in completion percentage in 1972. Times were different back then. He had 30,797 career yards, but he has a TD to interception ratio of 196 touchdowns and 257 interceptions. Uh, but passing was a lot harder back in the 1970s. Yeah, so it was. Um, yeah. He passed away at the age of 84. Yeah, 30,000 so. even yards at that point. Like, 30,000 so. yeah, 30, in the 70s is doing something. In 60s and 70s is doing something. Oh, yeah, it's disgusting. I mean, I mean, um, as we're looking as we're looking at our 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 redoing the Pro Football Hall of Fame thing right now. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tell us what that is, if you can. Yeah, so we have a group of basically 30 of us at this point consistently 
who uh, went back and looked at if what happens if the Pro Football Hall of Fame had started in 1946. The answers are going to elect a lot of white dudes. Um, but uh, uh, we're it going wasn't through racist as Jack Silverstein sort of like a put it out bluntly. But yeah, go ahead. Um, but we're um, we're going through and, and doing that. We had it. We were putting five in every year until uh, we decided you had to get at least fifty percent of the vote. Uh, which I was against, but had seeing how weak the last few classes are, you guys were right. Um, whoa, whoa, that's <laughs> right. I, I, I'll admit when I'm wrong. These last few classes, if we had done 50 mm -hmm. like this one, next year is gonna the right now we're 1955. 55. The class of 56 is like three slam dunk first battle hall of famers, so it's gonna make it easy. Alex, it's Sid Luckman, Alex. I can never pronounce that. I say Woja, whatever Wicks. And, yeah, I know uh, who you're talking about. Yeah, and, yeah. It, uh, it, it's it's funny. Like I I know who you're talking about because like right before we went on, I've been like working on those who are going to be coming up. There are some years where there are some massive names, but it's a real fun project. And if you're really into pro football like we are, and pro football history, hit us up. We we we're looking for new voters. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, um, do wish that we could figure out how to elect at least one. Uh, like we have two really good candidates for our senior committee. We just need to get behind one of them, elect him. Get behind the other one, elect him, and then forget about it for a while because I don't think we have any other good candidates uh, for it. We haven't figured out how to meet publicly yet. It's in the fifties. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, but uh, Hunk Anderson and Swede Youngstrom are names that nobody remembers pretty much now are both exceptional candidates to me. We just yeah. need to pick one and, get them and, and just get them through. So yeah, we get the we'll get there. Right. We'll get there. So, um, I'm, glad, I'm glad that we were sort of like closing this with a smile, man. Because uh, there's two sections that Evan and I always sort of close off with. Uh, the first one usually is elevator up, elevator down, which is obviously who made their best a Hall of Fame case and who didn't. And Evan will close off with the good and bad and the ugly of sports. And in a rare occasion, what, what, have, go ahead. Let's close, with my, let's close with my good, just so we know. So we'll do this and then we'll close with the good. Well, the yeah, yeah, before we, we do that, I just want to sort of like uh, say what this is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, it's one of those things that we have figured out how to close off. Because we've been doing this now for five years. Holy fuck, five years. Uh, but for the first two years, we didn't really have a pattern or a format. And we developed one. But this is the first time where we were sort of like going back and forth. And I said, yeah, you're kind of stepping on my toes here, buddy. Uh, and then, But really, we realized that we have to talk about this combined. And the fact that you have a good before we get into your mutual bad and ugly and before my elevator down, it's fantastic. I don't know what it is. What's... No, let's, 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 let's end with the good. Let's do this and then end with it. Did you want to end with the good? Let's end with the good so we can get okay. out of the good. Okay. Uh, God damn it. All let's right. Start, let's, let's start with Vince McMahon.
Lesnar. Okay. All right. So that would be that was two of my elevator downs, Vince and Brock, for obvious reasons. And if you've watched this from the whole thing from the beginning, sadly, holy fuck, sadly, sexual assault is a big part of this. So I hate the words trigger warning. But that's where we are. That's where we are, man. It, it's pretty goddamn disgusting. Uh, this happened today as we were recording this on Thursday. Uh, all right, so I'll bring out here my notes here. Uh, a couple of years ago, Vince McMahon was surprisingly forced out of the world of wrestling entertainment. And what had happened was a world, a world, a Wall Street Journal article came out mm -hmm. uh, that sort of leaked or not leaked. It just said that Vince was a part of a lot of bad shit. Uh, mm -hmm. Mostly sexual assault allegations. Mm -hmm. Got so bad that Vince left, but Vince came back. Yep. Because he could. And yep. after he came he back, well, basic every damn big company, right? He is. Yeah. Saying that, Vince came back with the, with the knowledge saying like, okay, we're, we have to sell to a bigger company and I'm the only one who can do it. Okay. Well, he did. And went to a company called Endeavor, which Mer or maybe it's not Endeavor. I might be wrong in the company. But... Long story short, WWE and UFC are now merged. Mm -hmm. And Vince was a big part of that. Now, one of the things that would have taken down Vince before was an allegation that WWE, this is before the merger, I just want to point that out, spent $3 million on one person to to for his work for his for his shit shall we talk about his shit go for it okay vince in 2018 2019 i might have the year wrong doesn't matter it doesn't really matter at this point uh was was living in a penthouse and in his building was a very attractive woman now, that woman, for whatever reason, was not doing particularly well. Her family was passing away, and they did. So I guess she could not afford to sort of, like, have the lifestyle she wanted. I'm throwing this part in. I don't know particularly, but Vince hired her to sort of, like, save her from the life of... Yeah, I get it. All Keep right. going. All right. As we continue this, Vince basically uses power, his ability, his magnetism, and I'm going to go here somewhere with this with magnetism to make her feel that she had to perform sexual favors on that. Uh, back to his magnetism. Uh, you ever heard of a wrestler called Carlito? 
Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. So I've heard this story multiple times. I'm just using this one because I thought this might be one you you're familiar with. Uh, Carlito went into Vince's office with the with the intention of like, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to quit. He left with a two year contract extension. Vince McMahon, okay. as weird and as creepy as he looks, has that factor. He will make you do things you don't want to do. He will do that with people bigger than him, younger than him. And I can give you example after example after example. That's what he's done. He's just that capable of it. So it's not that impossible for me to believe that he could do that to someone in his building. That's actually very easy for me to believe. Yeah, great. Yeah. So as he's doing this, again, this is like 2018, 2019. The year isn't really relevant. He's making her feel that she's got to continue to do this. Now, as this shit came out in 2018, as uh, whatnot, they never went to this lady and said, like, hey, is this shit true? Nobody went to her. So over the next couple of years, from 2018 to 2020, and I might have my years wrong as to like when they pushed and when they didn't, it doesn't matter. He basically coerced slash forced to the point where she feels that she was sexually trafficked to do threesomes with other men. Mm -hmm. Okay. And in one scenario, Vince shut on her head. Pretty fucking disgusting, huh? It's not the greatest. Yeah. Since that time, Vince was sort of like pushed out, brought back in, and then pushed back out again. Still has a name in the WWE. Not a whole lot of power, but still something. Now, mm -hmm. she's being able to do this because apparently... Some of that three million that was supposed to get to her didn't get to her. Which is why she's able to do this. Mm -hmm. Now, since this time, WWE has merged with UFC. So some of these people may not be there or maybe. And a lot of people knew this was going on. Hopefully all of them sort of like have to atone for this now vince mcmahon for me as an elevator down is the biggest one is the most fucked up one i've ever done since you and i have talked mm -hmm. one of the sections i have is wwe hall of fame and i will or i did i don't know what to do anymore i'm gonna ask you this because i don't know what to fucking do uh vince mm -hmm. mcmahon is not in the wwe hall of fame because as triple h has said he doesn't want to be. Mm -hmm. Right. Saying that, everything that WWE is is because of him. Also correct. What do I do 
as the owner is not in Hall of Fame, and what do you ask me as the co-owner of not in Hall of Fame, where I have Vince's number one? I don't know what to fucking do here, buddy. I I have no idea either. I mean, I can't imagine he's getting in, particularly with this, but like that's I mean a minor consideration comparatively. It's well, just of like course. this yeah, but the whole yeah, story is just yeah, the whole story is just so gross from beginning to end. It's just it's it's like taking advantage of somebody and taking advantage of somebody who's down on their luck. Uh, in a very stereotypical way, and passing and, them along, and passing them along, it's just yeah, it's icky. It's probably the way you, a lot of things were done for many, many years in many years of Vince's life, probably even. But like it's be a pattern to what we're going to talk about later. But yeah, it's just it's not good. And this, but by the way, this is only my bad. This was my bad, and not my ugly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like, like the whole thing in. I'll disclose this here. Uh, I was a miserable kid. So for me, WWE is the biggest reason I'm so alive. I'll admit that. Okay. I had didn't have a whole lot of friends as a teen. Didn't have a whole lot of things going. This mm -hmm. was everything to me. It was this fucking federation. Mm -hmm. As I look here... That the man who sort of like allowed this to sort of like happen allowed my life to exist because I was suicidal. Hmm. It's kind of crazy to say because like I'm so not that guy now, but I was. This is sort of the guy who sort of kept me alive in some capacity. It's a mind fuck. In some way, it really is. <laughs> this is going to be a theme as we're going to go on to the next section. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we've said all we really need to say about. Oh this. no, there's Just... there's there's more. There is yeah, one okay. more. There is one right, more. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, because as everything sort of progressed, what and I I can't recall whether what the time frame is. He re-signed Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. Now, gotcha. Brock, yeah, Brock Lesnar is somebody who should be a first ballot Hall of Famer whenever he wants to be. Brock Lesnar is one of my favorite people to watch in terms of a WWE thing. Saying that, somehow, as he said to this woman, or I don't even know how this, I don't even know how to word this. Brock Lesnar asked her, based on what Vince said, to send pictures of her taking a piss. Yeah. Okay. And because of a weather situation, they never did meet. So basically, Brock did not rape her. Which I shouldn't say, because I don't know. Because of weather. Or whatnot. Uh, the entire thing is something I cannot possibly comprehend. And as we go to the next section, it's even worse. Uh, so Vince mm -hmm. is obviously an elevator down. 
because I don't know how you sort of like go back and say like, okay, you're responsible for everything, but I don't know. It's like going back to sort of like baseball and finding out that Abner Doubleday sort of like raped a thousand people. I, I don't, I've got nothing to compare this to. Yeah. Like, So this hurts me, Evan. I'm sorry, man. No, it is what it is. Uh, it's but this one hurts me even more because I always knew Vince could have been a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean that's not surprising to anybody. It's not. But yeah, this, this second one, this is the ugly. Notice that there were quite a few players this week who were uh, taking leaves of absence for health reasons. Right. Yeah. And, go ahead. Um. So I'll bring this back to you. I'll, you've done a lot here, so I'll I'll introduce this story. Hold on, I'm just pointing. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Um. So this is from um the Canadian World Junior Team mm -hmm. uh, from. Uh, 2018, I believe. Oh God, my. That, my no, it's system, That's 2018. Yeah, my system is just not doing anything. No. Um, and there are several players, including uh, the goalie for the um, Flyers, Carter Hart. Yeah, Carter Hart. Um. So. Uh, they they're so for, let me back up. So eight Canadian Hockey League players. Players, some of whom were the world junior team, staying in London, were allegedly involved in the sexual assault of a 20-year-old woman in June of 2018. Uh, so one player brought her drinks at a bar in London. She was inebriated uh, and was brought back to her hotel room where they had sex. And then uh, he allowed other players to enter the hotel room and, who all had sex with her while she was basically passed out or out of it drunk. Okay, was it Carter Hart who actually did that or do we know at this point? And it doesn't say. Okay. So five players have been ordered to surrender as part of this, right. um, but their names have not been made public. Well, um, no, the names have pretty much been... Well, hold on. The names have not been made public. It says that there are current NHL players, but certain players who have been let, let, uh, given a definite lead of absence, because as a, which is essentially the same thing as making them public. Um yeah. Are Carter Hart, the Philadelphia Flyers goalie, mm -hmm. uh, defenseman Hal Foot of the Devils, and forward Michael McLeod. Is that how I pronounce his name of the Devils? I think it's McLeod. Um, mm -hmm. Calgary Flames forward Dylan Dubé, uh, and Ottawa Senators, former Ottawa Senators forward, former. Uh, yeah, Alex Formanton, uh, who's playing with Swiss team Ambry Piota at the moment. Right. Um, so those. Five people were all granted indefinite leaves. So Carter Hart was granted indefinite leave of absence for undeclosed reasons. Um, same thing with the uh, two guys from the Devils. Uh, Dylan Dubay was given an indefinite leave of absence to address his mental health. Uh, and there's no other thing given for Alex Farmington over in Switzerland. Um, 
So this is not good. <laughs> we at least start there. Um, yeah. Hockey has long had a history of sexual assault and it being covered up, which we have found out more and more recently. Um, this is not the first in my country. I'll be blunt, but yes, I mean, yeah. in Canada. Uh, yeah, let's just say that for what it is. But yeah, go on. I mean, from Teo Fleury um, to I uh, was Alan Eagleson. Was that that guy's name? Well, um, yeah, and Teo Fleury was the uh, victim. So let's just uh, yeah, sorry, Teo Fleury was yeah. yeah. Situation. Uh, Alex Eagleson was uh, the perpetrator. Uh, what happened with the Blackhawks and uh, Ryan Beach that was covered up during all the championship years for yep. which a whole bunch of people were fired. Um, and Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane and a few others basically laughed at him when all this stuff happened. Um, there's a undercurrent of this in hockey. Um that is slowly and surely being weeded out. I mean, particularly Canadian junior hockey teams seems like there's a bunch of that going on as well. Only um, that case was often the, the adults with the kids in those. Um, but this is yet another black eye for the sport. They got to figure this out real soon. And hopefully, yeah. it, uh, if all uh, this is true, these folks need to. Uh, it probably is. Need to have an. Ex I mean, yeah. Need to have an example made of them. So. Okay. All right. So, because uh, probably most of the people who are watching this are American, so I'm just gonna like uh, try and break this out like where we are. Uh, in 2018, the uh, Team Canada won the World Juniors in hockey, and. Long story short, in Canada, this means more to us than any other country and all the other countries combined. Uh, I don't think I'm mistaken on that. Uh, Canada's fabric is hockey. It, mm -hmm. it just is. Uh, we love the sport. We love everything about it. We love what it does. We love the fact that it makes us feel important in the world stage. Now, what had happened is after the team won in a city called London, Ontario. Uh, you ever been to London? I guess not, probably not. Uh, I've seen signs for it. I don't think I've ever actually been through. Okay. So for those unaware, London is a city in between. It's a great city. I've been there many times. In between Toronto and Detroit, essentially. About close to 200,000 people. And when I used to do a bunch of sales and stuff like that, I spent I spent a lot of time there, including the hotel in question. Mm -hmm. So I've been there. I've been to that damn hotel that we're going to be talking about. So London is about 189,000 190,000 people. And in Canada, I'll just be blunt here. Uh, if you're a hockey player, it's a license to get laid. I'm not, I'm not trying to be lewd here, but it is. It fucking is. Uh, Evan hasn't been here. I, I hope you are before I leave. But I live, when I call Mount Manitoba, 
Uh, I live in a place that is right over top of where the Jets play. And the Jets actually own this building where mm -hmm. I live. Uh, I see a shit ton of hockey players and their significant others. Now, here's the thing about a hockey player here, here in Canada. Male 10, male 2. You're all dating a woman 10. That's Canada. Mm -hmm. Got it. That's just how it is. And I bring that up because every single one of these players, as they, because they won this, I guess it would have been late January. It was a golf tournament in June uh, where they did this. So, how do I? If you are a 17, 18 year old member of the Canadian national hockey team in this country, all you can say is, I play hockey. That's it. Mm -hmm. okay. Does that sound vulgar? I'm trying not to be, but I'm, I'm trying to like put it the way it is. It is the easiest thing in this country to do. So, what had happened, what we think has happened based on everything that's sort of come out, one of the five players, and I'll, I'll name them, I don't give a shit here at this point, because they can all fuck themselves. <laughs> uh, seriously. Carter Hart, Dylan Dubé, Michael McLeod, Cal Foote, Alex Formanson. Mm -hmm. I don't know who it is at this point, but one of them was able to get one of these women back to their hotel consensually. Mm-hmm. Which again is not hard because in London, hi, I play hockey. It, it wouldn't be that hard. It would not be. So that happens. She's drunk, not apparently too drunk where she can't make a police report. And that's important because a lot of people say, well, why don't you report something? She did. Mm -hmm. She did. She did that after. She was drunk legally, but apparently still not drunk enough that she can't make a report. Sound good? Okay. Uh, yep. Well, she has. Doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't sound good, but I get it. Well, no, but I'm, I'm trying to. I'm. I'm trying to. I, 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 yeah. yeah I, I get. It. I get it. keep going. I appreciate that because, like, this fucking shit bothers me. Well, you know me so well. I know. So keep going. All right. So he has, I don't know which one of the five, has consensual sex with one of these people. And then texts his buddies. All right, here we go. Mm -hmm. So basically four of them had sex with this woman without her con consent while they're mm -hmm. holding their golf clubs and, and hockey sticks. Yeah, that was the other thing I left out. Yeah, they were threatening her with golf clubs and hockey sticks at the same time. And laughing their ass off. Mm -hmm. And having a great time doing that. Now, as this is happening, and as she reported this to the, to the police in London, Ontario, this is made known to Hockey Canada. 
or Canada mm -hmm. hockey, or however you want to say that. And this is a massive thing here for us. Massive. And it was before we were doing this, I'm trying to think, how do I explain this to my 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 friend Evan? What's the possible correlation? England soccer, maybe? As juniors. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I can see that. I, I can see that. Because like I'm trying to think, like, where do we have a, a group that will protect them because of their athletic endeavors. Mm -hmm. And that's the best thing I can come up with because yeah. after three months, it went nowhere. Now, it, a year ago, for reasons I don't quite understand, I should have looked more, but I didn't. Uh, this got released that apparently they were protecting them. We talked about this, but we didn't know yeah. who it was. Yeah. We had no idea what it was and what Team Canada did. So to Team Canada's credit, again, loose things here. Everyone who's part of that is gone. Saying that, yeah. they probably knew who it was and what it was and who was involved. So when all of this happens, Calgary, uh, when they said, well, Dylan Dubé has got some uh, personal problems. Mm -hmm. Same with Philadelphia, personal problems. And for fuck's sakes. <sighs> this is an embarrassment for me personally as a Canadian. And I say this as someone who has lived in a lot of places. I got the pleasure of coming back to Canada after living in Barbados. Mm -hmm. I love living here, man. I love it. I'm in Winnipeg, a city that is considered a dump to a lot of people. I fucking love it. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here. Probably not much longer. I've met some mm -hmm. great people here that and we enjoy hockey together. You've embarrassed us. You've humiliated us. I don't want to We're better than this. And I thought also, too, of something that was in your local area with Kyle Beach. Is Kyle Beach? Yeah. I forgot the name Kyle of Beach. Beach. Right, wrong me first. Beach. All right, thank you. Uh, all right, we fucked up. How do we solve, how do we bury this? How do we bury this? Exactly right. And I never thought in my entire life that wearing a Team Canada jersey would be an embarrassment. And just to put in a bigger perspective here for everyone watching, in 1998 or 2002, I, I forget, I might have the, the year wrong, when Canada beat the United States in the Olympics in hockey, mm -hmm. 92% of all televisions open were watching this. I don't know if that's possible to match in any other country. This is who we are. This is what we are. And we fucked up because we had to protect the players. We had to protect people who were fucking rapists. 
Why? I'm disgusted, I'm pissed off, and I'm embarrassed. Mm -hmm. I have never been ashamed to be a Canadian. Well, I, uh, okay, I, I have Trudeau, thank you. But <laughs> I am ashamed. I am fucking ashamed. Especially coming back here to Canada in a city like Winnipeg where I've met some great people and we are bonding over hockey. We have this fucking shit. Mm -hmm. I hope that the five people get whatever they deserve. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they completely did. I'm partially willing to say, well, maybe there's something else. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But like, fuck you all. Fuck you, Vince. Fuck all of this. I, like, I, I don't know how this is that strange to say. Hey, have as much sex as you want. Have some kinky sex. Do whatever you want. Consensual. Okay. No kids. Okay. No animals. Okay. Done. Mm -hmm. This is where we are. And two big things in the fabric have been fucked over. Yeah. Sorry, I'm done. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to leave it there. I mean, for, with you. So let's, I guess, get into the good. Please do. Please do. So, I didn't take your thing. I, I didn't. No, yeah. So the good, the good here, um, something is going to happen for old people or oldish people. They're still younger than both of us. Does the name Rohan Bopana mean anything to you? Not a thing. Okay. Rohan Bopana is an Indian tennis player. He's been a professional uh, since he was uh I think he went professional back in 2004, three, 2003, at the age of 19. So if he was 19 in 2003, uh, uh, he, I'm sorry, he wasn't, he went pro at 19. He started his professional career in 2003, regardless, whatever. Um, but he is currently 43 years old, okay? He is about to become... Uh, he and his partner, his partner is um, uh, Abdin, what's his first name? I can't think of it. An Australian player named, um, I can think of his first name. I just lost it. Uh, Matthew Ebden. So Matthew Ebden and he are in the finals of the Australian Open, which are coming up for doubles tennis. Mm -hmm. Regardless of whether or not they win that, he will become the oldest person ever to go to number one in any part of professional tennis at 43 years old. Oh, wow. He will be the number one ranked doubles tennis player 
in the world. At the age of 40, he was going to retire at 35, side against it, 36, 37, 2020 happens, everything shuts down. He decides to get into yoga and he's said he's never played better tennis than when he does yoga, apparently, with this. Ebden has won a Wimbledon. He won the Wimbledon uh, double style in 2022. Uh, uh, Rohan Bapana has never won a, ma- uh, won a major title. He's got 24 career doubles titles under his belt in the ATP Tour. Never won a uh, final before. They've got a very, very good chance. And uh, I just won for the old guys. Take a look at him. He's this tall Indian guy with a lot of gray in his beard uh, who is out there. Uh, in a Grand Slam final legitimately uh, for doubles tennis coming up, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, so good for him and good for Rohan Bopana. I do also want to give a shout out to Seth Curry. Uh, he's taking, it, so it looks like he and uh, what's her first name? Ionescu from the WNBA, um, the three-point champ. Sabrina. Sabrina Ionescu and he are going to be uh, doing, apparently doing a three-point shootout one-on-one against each other coming up on All-Star Weekend, uh, which I think is pretty cool, particularly with all the crap Ionescu got for only for going 24 for 25 because she was brief, like a foot and a half shorter because of the WNBA range. All those guys are like, can't, it's not as good because whatever, right? As, yeah. if any of, as if any of them could make, you know, a 20-footer versus a 22-footer or whatever. Um, but yeah, so they're going to be a funny, apparently be going against that. I'm looking forward to that. I think Ionescu will hold her own. I don't know if she'll win, but just the fact that Curry's like, hey, yeah, let's just freaking do it. And Ionescu's like, yeah, let's do it. And putting their uh, putting their uh, reputations on the line here. Because this is not yeah, possible. It's nice That's great. Yeah, she could fall on her face. It'd be awful. Curry could fall on his face. It'd be awful. But I don't think that's going to happen for either of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that would be cool too. So there you go. Those two cooler things happening here uh, that we that I was going to end with before I sent you those two messages earlier today. I had other stuff I was going to talk about, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Before, before I went on on my wah, wah, wah. But anyway, no, but you, you, I mean, those are those, both those topics, it sucks, but both those topics are near and dear to your heart. I mean, can, Canadian hockey and WWE are both your belly. So. Well, let's hope I don't have to do that again next week. <laughs> let's hope you never have to do that again, ever. There you go. So. All right, then. So thank you for those who sort of like uh, stayed with us. Uh, thank you for our guests. Mm-hmm. That was great. Uh, we, we, may, we should probably split this into two parts. <laughs> I, Baseball. Will, uh, I will ask uh, our webmasters sort of like do that. But wherever you uh, are. I think, part one and part two, I think makes some sense. There you go. I so. love it. Wherever you are, wherever you may be, stay safe, everyone. Because this day is not coming again. Take care. Later.